Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are talking Robert Kraft, unfortunately, some uh, DN prospects this year. And since today is March 1st, we are rolling out uh, kind of an interesting March Madness uh, style thing. So it's a little confusing, but we'll explain it when we get to it. It's a heck of an episode. Buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's Celtics fan, uh, I would say jump on the Bruins wagon. I know we're a little off topic here, but a little hockey bias is kicking in. I got I, some Stanley Cup what, fever right now. Well, you said it, man. You said it, and this is what fifteen straight uh, games to the point. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just ridiculous. And so, uh, yeah, jumping on that bandwagon and the Celtics, just my goodness, it's it's not looking, it's not looking pretty. Let's put it this way: it nope. doesn't look like doesn't look like all four teams are going to win the championship this year, unfortunately. So, nope. so you know, we'll see what happens. This offseason will be an interesting one for the Celtics, though. So it should be a uh, should be a heck of a of a fun summer between the Patriots, all the Patriots talk, and then obviously there'll be some Celtics stuff going on. So that'll be uh, interesting for all Boston sports fans. So that'll be fun. So something uh, something not fun was what dropped. Of course, our our uh, episode we recorded Thursday night last week, as we usually do. And Friday morning. And I actually got the news. I actually got the news. Remember, right after we recorded, I called you. I was like, hey, this is coming out sometime soon. But Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did get the news from uh, from, a, from a guy who, had a, who has a source. You have a guy who has a guy. Uh, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, we heard about it. And we we're like, well, we don't know what the heck it is. So we didn't say anything. And, uh, you know, drops Friday, Friday, mid morning. And we're like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? And so not a great situation for Robert Kraft. I mean, look, there's a whole nother thing involved. But it's interesting now. We're six days after. And now there's already holes are getting poked in the story that they first originally came out with about Kraft. And so, um you know, it's really kind of now it looks kind of interesting where maybe they don't have as good of a case as they thought. And so 
we're going to have to see how everything plays out in the judicial system. Obviously, uh, it's just not a great look. It's not a great look for him to be doing that. And honestly, he's a billionaire. What is what's he doing? What is he doing? I know. What's he doing? Oh my god! You know, it's just it's one of those things. If you're gonna do, they said it too. They were like, if you're gonna do those things, you know, it's whatever. Mind you know, but just don't put yourself out there where you where you're in a situation to potentially hurt yourself, hurt your reputation, hurt the team's reputation. I mean, you're one of the most famous guys in the world. I think he's the 39th richest person in the world. Yeah. Like, do something on your own. Do it at your house. Like, you can't be putting yourself in a situation like that, especially at some hole-in-the-wall place. Like, come on, Robert. Well, it's crazy. I mean, it's really it, – it's just – it's it's mind-blowing. And, and look, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me – and it doesn't affect the team. It doesn't affect the team at all. Um, and I, speaking no. of Felder Maz, they were saying, you know, he should have just pleaded guilty. And I'm like, what are you, nuts? Like, he's not going to – you know, admitting to it is never the right decision. I know they say the cover-up's always worse than the crime, which it is. But, like, he can get out of – if he th- feels like he can legally get out of it, if he comes out and admits what he did without, you know, any sort of deal or anything, it just – I don't care what anyone says. No one's going to look at him and say, oh, well, he admitted to it. No, no. They're not going to give him a pass because he admitted to it. They're going to be like, look at this clown. I mean, he I did it. He said he did it. Everything else, and so he'll never live it down. You know, and you can't win. I mean, look, some people are gonna, some people are gonna think you're you're a terrible person, and whatever. Even if you get off, they're gonna believe that you did it. So, ways it doesn't matter. So you might as well try to get out of it if you can, and maybe he can't, but who knows? And so, you know, uh, it's an interesting situation. I think the biggest thing to me, it won't affect the team. Right. And people have kind of been saying that, that it does, and it might be a distraction for the team or whatever, but it won't affect the team on the field for the most part. But if you look at Kraft, he, he's got to be close to a hall of fame nomination. He's got to be close oh, yeah. to getting in the hall again. And now. You certainly here. So you, somewhere between five and 10 years, you may have to even wait until after he's dead to put him in. Which is a shame. Which really is a shame. I mean, which is which they were you saying know. too this this past Hall of Fame weekend that he was very close to getting it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and so that's coming. So that's right. the only thing that's going to hurt him. You know, right? Exactly. Hey, it, you got to live with the consequences, right? I mean, that's the way it you goes. Know, you did something. You evidently, you know, you might be able to get out of it legally, and you know, maybe beat your way out of a bush and and not get a, as a severe penalty. But I mean, if if they have video, like they said, I mean, it's. It's there, you know, like, like I said, the whole legal aspect is a little bit different. He might be able to fight it in a way where, yeah, he did it, but it's a way to get out of it. But if the league sees that, it's not a good look. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, for anyone that's talking about draft picks and all this other stuff, it's not, it's not allowed. They're not allowed to do that. The NFL is not allowed to take away draft picks for something the owner did. The owner can be punished. But the way that the rules are written, the only time they can take away um, draft picks or anything like that is if they deem that the actions impacted the game on the field. I don't know how you could possibly make the case that this <laughs> these actions uh, impacted the play on the field. And so to me, you know, there's it's an open and shut case. There's no draft picks. There's no nothing like that. You know, Kraft will probably be suspended. 
even if he gets off, like even, well, that's interesting phrasing, but even if he, even if he doesn't, you know, please yeah, guilty, like, or oh, even yeah. if they throw the case out, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I think he'll probably get suspended anyways, which is an interesting wrinkle because, you know, and I don't know, I've heard some things about Thursday night this year, not being uh, the, the Super Bowl winning game. I'm not sure if you know anything about that, yeah, but the banner raising, right. But the banner raising still might be impacted. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So that would definitely be weird. And what would they do? Would they would they come out Wait. and postpone that? You know, I don't, I don't know. So it seems Probably unlikely they not. would, but, but who knows? Right. Yeah. So it'd be weird well, doing it without that, him I mean, there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, like, to get into it before we get into, you know, our defensive end prospects for the week, you know what do you think? What what do you think the penalty here is for him from the league? I'm saying, you know, because Ursay got six games and a five hundred thousand dollars fine, correct? That is sure correct. Yeah, he got Ursay uh, got. So whether the league deems this that's as exactly better or worse yep. than this, it, that that's where the that's where the the penalty is going to be. But since it's the Patriots yeah, and it's Kraft, and he's such a model citizen for the league, you could be looking at eight nine games and a million two million dollar fine. I mean, realistically, that, I mean, that's my take on it, at least. Right. And I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. I mean, the thing is, right, is that when you're suspending him games, right, it's almost like, and I know that whatever, it does have an impact because obviously he wants to be there and it's part of the show and everything else. But realistically, suspending him 10 games or suspending him six games, it really kind of is the same thing. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I think that the Ursay thing to me is kind of the ceiling. Like, Ursay... That was bad. That was a bad situation that Ursay was caught up in. And not that this isn't bad, you know, because it is pretty bad. But again, now evidence is coming out that, you know, and I think here's the big thing for me. If there's a clear line in the sand drawn where he has not with the sex trafficking, never knew about it, never knew it was participated in anything with any, because now it sounds like he never even participated in anything with any of the women that were supposedly being trafficked there. So that's part of the issue too. Like if there's a clear line in the sand drawn to say that like he didn't have anything to do with it, he had no knowledge, and not only did he have no knowledge of it, he didn't even participate in anything that any of those women were doing. I yeah. think that to me, it'd be ridiculous to give him more than what you gave Ursay. I think. Look, if they give him, if they do five hundred thousand dollars in a six game in a six game suspension, then they do five hundred thousand in a six game suspension. If they do a million in a six game suspension, I'd even say, okay, fine. But you're telling me a million in ten games—that's just to me, that's way too much. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for me too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But anyways, uh, so that's the interesting craft stuff. Of course, you know, we got things going on and and there's not a ton to talk about. The combine obviously is happening this weekend, but you know, there's not a ton to talk about. So of course craft comes through and and has to make some headlines. And so we're talking Patriots, uh, unfortunately about something ridiculous, but that's the way it goes. So, and speaking of the combine and the draft coming up, we're going to be previewing defensive ends today, uh, defensive ends slash edge guys. So some of them might be DN, some of them might be outside linebackers, but basically edge rush guys. So, uh, Spags, would you like to take the first guy? Absolutely. So I have Clellan Farrell, uh, edge guy out of uh, Clemson, was a big piece in their national championship uh, run this year. 
Um, he looked to have a little bit of an extra burst in 2018, uh, 55 tackles, 11 and a half sacks, 19 and a half of them actually a tackle for loss. So obviously he's in the backfield a lot, something the Patriots like. Um, the, the biggest thing with him and that, you know, the film I watch on him is his hand placement and his length, R- really, really long arms, uh, his hand placements, top shelf gets effective fits. With length and consistency, establishes okay. first contact to keep his forward push as a rusher and or reset the line of scrimmage. Sorry, I'm reading off a, a paper here. My notes sound scripted, right. but just keeping it down. Uh, lacks a little bit a little of uh, flex- flexibility off the edge. Uh, sometimes not as you know as fast as you may you may see in a you know potential first late first round pick here. Um, but his size doesn't that, that helps him out. He's six five, two hundred eighty five pounds, and he, he's pretty athletic. Um, just turned twenty one. He'll be twenty two in May. So um, this could be a guy that Patriots could take at thirty two. I know we talked about. I'm a big Clemson guy. It seems like for all you listeners, I had Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, sorry, De, uh, Dexter Lawrence last week. Um, so yeah, I mean, Clellan Farrell could be there at thirty two. And hey, with Flowers. Um, kind of up in the air whether or not he's coming back. Looks like he's definitely going to test free agency. So uh, could look to get a little bit of younger there at, at, a, at a key spot in the draft. And I know uh, a lot of a lot of guys touched upon it today, but um, I guess a lot of scouts and uh, and organizations around the league really really like uh, the defensive line and uh, not only defensive line but uh, all of the defense in the draft. They think it's a deep draft as far as defense goes. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots go heavy defense, uh, you know, this year. I mean, as they always do. It seems like they always are drafting heavy defense. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. That's a good – I like him a lot. Uh, my first guy is Jalen Ferguson. He is from Louisiana Tech, um, kind of a smaller school in Conference USA. Uh, he had ridiculous numbers this year, had 17 and a half sacks, 26 tackles for a loss. But, again, he's playing in Conference USA – so you say, well, you know, maybe whatever, but, um, you know, he's not super explosive. So yes, obviously he had 17 and a half sacks, but on film, he's just not super, super explosive. The good thing for him is he's really strong at the point of attack. Good length has really good hand positioning. Um, you know, and, and again, like his build is kind of built already for those edge guys sets the edge pretty well, which is nice. That seems that's like what the Patriots want. You want a guy that can set the edge. He's strong in the run game and he can make the occasional play and he has good tech like not great technique right now, but he has pretty good technique in the pass rush. Uh you know, guy who's six five, six five, two sixty-ish, two seventy-ish, somewhere around there. And so, you know, big, tall, and you know, has a pretty thick frame already, especially down low. Uh, you know, in like his legs and trunk area. And so I think for him, like for the Patriots, that's kind of what they're looking for, for their outside guys. Uh, he might be a good fit for them. Again, he's not going to be a first round draft pick, but, you know, second, third round, he could be, a, a you know, an interesting prospect for them uh, to play, you know, to play edge, obviously not start right away, but, you know, kind of maybe develop into some sort of edge player for them. Yeah. Um I, I believe was he the guy that that got his um, invite to the combine taken away after some allegations, or is that another guy? Uh, I, th- I know there's a defensive end. I, th- I thought it was a small school guy. I could be wrong. No, there, I'm pretty I'm sure wondering. it was somebody else. I think it was somebody else. Okay, um, I knew it was a small school guy. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the Patriots tend to, you know, look at look at Wise and not not only Wise, but um, who's the guy? Rivers. Where where do you come from? Youngstown State. They they like those small yeah. school guys. They, they get them do, late yeah. in the draft, and you know, maybe they strike gold here. Um, for my next guy, my last guy, uh, someone that I really really like. Um, Brian Burns, defensive end out of Florida State, 6'5", 235 pounds, very, very elusive and athletic for his size. Monster year this year at Florida State, uh, 52 tackles, 20 and a half for a loss and 10 sacks. Had 23 career sacks in three years, 123 tackles in, in three years, and uh, 38 and a half tackles for a loss in his three-year career. So this guy is a beast playing at, you know, a high-level conference in the ACC. I uh, see a lot of good quarterbacks play, you know, Trevor Lawrence and all those guys. So this guy's good. He's a, and, he, and he's a late expected to be, you know, a, a two, a late two, but really a thir- third to fourth round pick. So this is a guy here that, um, you know, four-star recruit um, that the Patriots could really be linked to. I think he's, I see a lot of, a little bit of Trey Flowers in him. Um, he's potent explosiveness, consistently pressuring the edge. Um, great first step. He's like I said, he's very athletic, um, has a great ability to explode off the ball. Um, flexibility is unbelievable for his size. That's the one thing he is, but the one part that he, uh, he lacks a little bit is his run defense. It isn't great. Sometimes a little bit, uh, too aggressive and, uh, his competitive toughness to, um, been known to take a couple plays off uh you know sometimes the mindset's not always there but uh one of those guys that you know might not you know might not have the mind for it that you can mold but definitely got the skill in the body that you know the Patriots might say hey let's take a chance on this kid late in the draft later mm. mid- middle middle of the draft not late but you know what I'm saying and and try yeah, to yeah. um you know mold him into a, another young defensive end that they that they seem to do so so well at so Huh. That's my second guy, Brian Burns, out of Florida State. I like it. Interesting. Uh, my my last guy is Porter Gustin. He is from USC. Uh, his the first nickname team all, on the first team all name team. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He um, he uh, is called Thor from uh, from his teammates. He's you know got the long blonde hair. Uh, last week he was deadlifting over 600 pounds. He'd maxed out the machine that he was deadlifting on. He's a monster and an absolute beast in the football field. Great against the run, explosive against the pass. Uh, he's like a phenomenal player. The problem is, is that his junior and senior year were both cut short by injuries. He tore his meniscus. He broke his ankle last year. So, you know, he's played a total of 10 games the last two seasons. And so that's really an issue. Now, last year in six games, he had 10 tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks in six games last year. So, you know, the the talent is there, but he just can't stay on the football field. People love him. His coach and scouts rave about him. The coach was raving about him. They call him a freak of nature. He's just like a, you know, again, another guy, 6'5", 260, somewhere around there, 260, 270. He's a monster. But again, can he stay healthy is the question. And so to me, this is the exact type of guy that the Patriots like like to take a chance on. He can be good against the run. He's explosive against the pass. And you can get him at a good value because of his injury history. Look at. Rob Gronkowski is a great example. They loved Gronk. They loved where he dropped to them because of his injury history. And so if this kid drops enough, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Foxborough. Now, if he turns in a ridiculous combine and people start saying, oh, my God, this guy's great, and his draft start guard starts going way up, and he ends up getting drafted, you know, late first, early second, well, Peters is probably out in that situation. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take one, you know, use them, use one of their third-round picks on him, even a fourth-round pick maybe. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. But it could be an interesting situation where this guy, you know, plays like a freak on the field. But again, just can't stay healthy. And so, you know, someone's going to take a chance on him. And again, either he's going to be good in the NFL or maybe he's never going to play in the NFL. Who knows? But, you know, if you're willing to take a chance on him, uh, and I think the Patriots have shown a propensity to do that, uh, especially at the defensive line position. And so, you know, so we'll see. But he could be uh, definitely an interesting cat. And he would be – he's the type of guy – he just seems like the type of guy that, you know, would kind of eat up this environment. You know, Gronk's really thrived in this environment, and uh, and he seems like another guy where – you know, they, he would do well in this environment. He'd become like an instant fan favorite. So, uh, so we'll see, but again, you know, to me, it's, it's all about value here. Like, you know, can you get this guy with good traits, uh, and good skills, but you know, questionable injury history, can you get him at a good enough value to, to bring him in here? So, uh, but again, Patriots probably, uh, will take more chances than most. And so, you know, so maybe they'll, maybe they'll take a chance on him somewhere in the third round or so. Hey, if you're all for it, I'm all for it. So let's roll. Exactly. With it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, so that's our that's our four uh, DNs there. Next week, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I was gonna say let's go linebackers next week, but it's almost like we have enough linebackers. They're probably let's not go gonna go receiver. linebacker. Let's go wide receiver. I like that. I like that. Let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball. We'll go wide receiver, and then the next week we'll go tight end because those two positions right there are huge positions for the Patriots. Um, so we'll go wide receiver next week, and then tight end the week after that. And really kind of, uh, you know, get eight prospects that the Patriots could really be looking at. And it'll be after the combine as well. So we'll have some uh, some more exercise. So, all right. So, listen, before we let you guys go, I know it's been a little bit of a quick episode, but that's okay. Before we let you guys go, we want to talk about something really interesting that um, that we're going to be doing. That Pat's Pulp is going to be rolling out next week. Um, and it was spearheaded by us. And so... Because of that, we wanted to share it here. We want to kind of releasing it, the news here. Um, next week, we're going to be rolling out what we call Pat's Madness. And what that is, that's not this Pat. That's Patriots Pat, okay? Pat's Madness is the, the 32 best games of the Brady-Belichick era set up in a March Madness-style bracket. The fans are going to vote on every matchup. So the first week, we're going to vote on 16 different games. You're going to vote on them. And then whichever team you pick from each matchup is going to move forward. And then so on and so forth. And we're going to do that over the course of time. And it will, it, it should work out exactly to when the NCAA championship is being played, when the actual March Madness championship is being, being played, this, uh, this championship game will be being played as well. So – there have been a ridiculous amount of amazing games. And the craziest thing about it, and I was talking to someone about this today, Spags, the craziest thing about it, we have playoff games that didn't make this list. Like playoff games. We have. I know. Yeah. I we mean, have been so many good regular season games too. We kind of had to find a little bit of, uh, of, of some leeway there, but 
we had what eighteen playoff games and 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 fourteen regular season games. I think. I think it, I think it wound up to seventeen and fifteen. Is what I think it was. Oh, so there you go. I had one of them. I had one of them written down twice. We have two AFC Championship wins that are not on this list. <laughs> That's like when you start thinking about it, and you're just like, you have two AFC Championship game wins that aren't even on the list because there have been so many great games both in the postseason and the regular season. And so, um, you know, it's really kind of interesting. And and also that goes to, you know, their domination in some of those games where you've just said it's just been a joke and, you know, a, a laugher almost. And so, um, but there's some really, really great games. And that first round, man, there are some, there are some rough matchups that first round. There's going to be a lot of, re- I mean, 16, obviously 16 teams, 16 games can be eliminated. There are 16 really good games that are all going to be eliminated uh, this week. So uh, it'll be interesting. And the plan is, is that every Friday we will announce on the show the winners of each matchup every Friday. And then uh, and then we'll release it, you know, in a in an article as well. Uh, Friday afternoon after the, after the show has been released. So uh, should be really interesting, something to kind of keep you guys going. We're going to have PDFs you can print out and follow along at home. You can fill them out yourself. Send them into Pat's pulpit. Um, we're going to come up with a hashtag, I think, and uh, you know, see. I'm not sure exactly what it'll be, but we're going to come up with a hashtag so you can submit it, and we'll kind of ha- be able to compile all those, and it'll be just an interesting look at at people's opinions on it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely adds some fun to it, especially in a dry kind of part of the year. And I think it's fun. I mean, Pat, take full credibility for that. That's an unbelievable idea, and I, I can't wait to do it too. See how our uh, our brackets match up versus each other and everyone else. So. Well, I think it's interesting, and we've talked about this too, and we talked about it last week when we ranked the Super Bowls, you know, because we're coming from not – I don't even – I don't want to say like different eras, but it almost is like two generations of football here, you know, because you were so young when those first Super Bowls happened, you have Absolutely. a different approach to it. And so, you know, and some of those guys that have been around longer, maybe they have different feelings about it. And so it's – um it's really going to be interesting to kind of see where, how everything plays out. And so, uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, honestly, for me personally, it's like, okay, it's March and yes, we're getting excited about the combine and we're getting ready for the draft and everything else. But like, there's no football on right now. So, you know, we get to still talk football once a week, but it's like, what are we doing that's football related? And so now we have something to do uh, that's football related. And hopefully it's just something that will spark conversation between, you know, you and your buddies or you and the people at work, you know, talk around the water cooler about it and actually break down the bracket and see what you think. And so uh should be, should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. So. Me too, Pat. I mean, it, it, it adds a little funk to it, especially with the, the whole bracketology thing. So, Hey, if your bracket gets busted, maybe your Pat's one will be right in your eyes. That, that's <laughs> exactly. what you can say when you're not wrong. Exactly. So. Exactly. There are no wrong answers in Pat's madness. That's for sure. So. But um, but that's it, guys. That's all we got this week. Uh, you know, light week. Next week. Uh, so next week, I'm actually Spags. I'm I'm throwing this surprising you with this, but next week I'm going to be in Puerto Rico. I'm flying out Thursday night, so the show will be recorded early next week. Uh, hey, for that's all fine with me, and I didn't know there, that. So. so hey, enjoy enjoy it. Man. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm going to, going to a wedding down in Puerto Rico. So uh, awesome. so I figured I I figured my wife will probably kill me if I'm recording in puerto rico on thursday night oh so, yeah no, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> so recording early so of course i just said you know pat's madness will be announced on the show next week it may not because 
we'll be doing an early show, but that's okay. It'll still be released on Friday, uh, Friday morning for you guys. And, uh, and we will have that, that wide receiver breakdown for you guys as well. So um, should be good, but we got a, we got a good week coming up. The combine is this weekend. So make sure you guys are watching it. Uh, there's a lot of interesting kind of guys around there. I just love, I love watching it again. It's stupid, but it's like football. And I just, I just, I like watching it. So, uh, you know, everyone I feel like has the NFL network by now. And so it's on the NFL network. You can watch it pretty much all day, every day. So uh, it's, it's a good take. So anyways, bags, man, it's been a pleasure as always. Another great show. And, uh, you know, and here we go, man. Pat's mad. It's March. Can you believe it's in March already? Pat's mad. Like, it's March Madness. Same thing. Yeah. But, hey, enjoy your trip to Puerto Rico. And uh, I'm interested to see what you guys got to have uh, have to say about uh, Pat's Madness coming up. So yeah, take care be fun. and have a good week, everybody. Fun.